0: I want to take a little time to dive into one of Hippocrates' quotes, let food be thy medicine. And uh, in doing so, I want to look back a little bit at the, the hunter gatherers, uh, like kind of our ancestors way back. And they were pretty much dependent on wild plants and animals. And um, basically, they had selective pressures from their environment that basically required them to eat to survive. You know and as the human species evolved uh, those nutritional requirements that they had kind of helped shape what our present-day requirements are you know through evolution and uh, there was a certain degree of regional variation through these populations but essentially um, the diets consisted of high quality animal source protein and that would be no hormones no antibiotics no pesticides no um, genetically modified you know organisms it essentially was naturally organic free-range meat and uh, other sources of protein would have been eggs when available Um, also seafood they did eat insects i don't think anybody around here is out searching through their yard looking for insects nowadays. But uh, that's primarily what the, the diet consisted of. They didn't have some of the plants and, and the vegetable matter uh, more a little bit later on in the history but like during the Ice Age and all that stuff that wasn't available and that was a, a large chunk of time. Uh, also they did have some fruit when it was available but generally it wasn't like the super sweet fruits it was more of a you know a tart wild fruit in more limited quantities um, looking into that a little bit further of all those macronutrients that we need you know the proteins the carbs the fats um, the only ones for which we don't have human dietary requirements for is carbohydrates so you make the argument that we need glucose uh, we can break down proteins and get that glucose for our requirements I'm not saying that everybody should go keto and entirely cut out all carbs, but um, we don't really need them in the, especially in the quantities that they're getting consumed today. Uh, so uh, that kind of brings us to like the um, state of where a lot of our chronic diseases are today. And if you look at the, the healthcare system and the, the state of our nation's health in general, isn't ideal. Um, so that carb topic comes into play when you talk about like syndrome X or metabolic syndrome or essentially insulin resistance. And a lot of the, um, chronic diseases are going to be, uh, a result of overconsumption of, of sugars and carbs and especially the the processed, um, you know, grains and all that stuff. Um. So, uh, going back again, so we look at the the hunter-gatherer history. Um, eventually, that agricultural revolution occurred. Um, that really wasn't implemented or didn't take place until, like, a little over 2,000 years ago in Europe. So, uh, in the, the big scheme of, like, human history, that's not that long ago. But I've, I've heard arguments of, well, you know, we've been eating these foods, you know, from agriculture, the grains, the breads, all that stuff for a long time. And that is a long time, but in the, the grand, grand scheme of humans, it's not that long. And uh, there's been estimates that it takes roughly 40,000 up to 100,000 years for the human genetic expression to actually adapt significantly. So, uh, 2000 years is nowhere close to that. So, uh, the argument there is that we really haven't fully adapted to that agricultural revolution, the grains, all that stuff. Um, and looking back at, um, the average age way back when what people didn't live as long, but we're living longer but we're just health more unhealthy in those later stages so uh, if you look at infant mortality you know accidents from just like there was a lot more dangers in the world that we have uh, the comforts of our home and um, we don't have quite as many of those dangers and then infections uh, played a large role so that really brought that average age of death down quite a bit However, um, there is um, a quote from Eads and Eads from 2000 in this article, and it states, Other methods of determining true probable lifespan, as well as a look at modern hunter-gatherer societies, show it was probably about the same as ours. And they went on to say that, in other words, we're actually comparing when we compare our average age of death to theirs is in reality, the relative hostility of our two environments, because you have those factors of infections of, you know, the infant mortality and various accidents and that type of thing. Um, So what should we eat? Uh, I kind of gave a little bit of a description. There's a lot of information out on the internet, good, bad, and gray areas. And uh, I don't think that there is a, Ideal diet, one size fits all. Individuals are going to have different variations based on their experiences or certain situations and what they've got going on. But uh, I think there is a a relative foundation that can be found, and uh, the food pyramid is kind of backwards. And they made some recommendations and updated that a little bit, but. You know, you're going to kind of want your, your meat and uh, high-quality proteins more at the bottom, the, the fruits and vegetables in the middle, and then the, or more the vegetables in the middle, and then the fruits more towards the top. So you're going to want to get the less, less sugary ones. Um, one other thing I wanted to touch on was basically the topic of genetics and our genes. And some people say that, uh, you know, we're predetermined or predestined based on what their hand, their dealt is. And that can be a very sensitive subject. Uh, Obviously, there are some instances that uh, that was predetermined for them. But if you look at the overall numbers of everything uh, in terms of chronic disease, a lot of those could have been prevented and I want to kind of look at a couple different numbers here uh, basically stating that genes aren't that special um, you know not all of our genes are actively expressed and actually 99.99% of our genes are formed before or were formed before the development of ag- agriculture so those are based on what was before the agricultural revolution for our diet. Um, then looking at genes itself. So a gene is not going to express itself even at all unless the environment surrounding it becomes favorable to that expression. So essentially, uh, what this is is called epigenetics. Okay. And um, Even by, this is a quote by Nora Gidgaudis in uh, Primal Body, Primal Mind book, Um, she states, even by the most conservative standards in genetics, we actually control anywhere from a low, a low of 80% to upward of 97% or more of our own genetic expression with respect to potential disease processes and longevity. Basically what that means is we have at least 80% control all the way up to ninety seven percent the genes are turned on or off by regulatory genes and those regulatory genes oddly enough are controlled mainly by nutrients so it ultimately goes back to um, eating well and taking care of yourself obviously there's going to be some environmental chemical exposure uh... other factors that are going to play a role sleep stress detox, all that stuff in the body. But essentially, uh, there's not going to be a drug anywhere that can regulate our genetic expression better than our diet can. So we have to be conscious of those decisions if that is a priority to us and uh, really look at uh, what that's going to do to our body.